0: will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 91. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, You've come to the right place. There's no other place to be but the house of God. (laughs) Amen. Sunday morning. Praise God. Amen. Kingdom, divine health. Why kingdom, you know? Divine health should be good enough. Why kingdom, divine health? We need to know that it's God's mandate. It is God's commission to us. It's His desire, His will, and His plan, and His provision for us to stay healthy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Health is the desire of God. It's the will of God for His people. It's His mandate for His church. We need to know that. Don't let the world talk you into, you know, you know, from time to time you have to expect, you know, to be sick from time to time. You know, something bad will come to you. No, even though we live in this world, we are not of this world. Amen. We are not cursed anymore because we have accepted the substitute, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we've been delivered From the curse of the law into the grace of God. Can we say amen? When We talk about kingdom. We're talking about battles. When I first got born again and started reading my Bible. I mean, I was a Catholic ever since I was little. I read my Bible before, but when I got born again and my eyes were opened. And when I read the Bible, I saw, wow, so many battles, you know. The Bible is full of battles. How many of you have noticed that? From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is full of battles. How many of you know that your life is full of battles? You better know this. You are not in heaven yet. You need to know that life is full of battles. And when it comes to battles, we need to fight them. You can't win them if you don't fight them. You can't just lie down and play dead, you know. And the enemy will keep you dead. So, we need to fight, amen, to obtain, to possess, and to protect our inheritance. Listen to me, church. No fights, no victory. No battles, no trophies. The anointing will not come on those who sit in a rocking chair. The anointing will not come on those Christians Reading their Bibles in a rocking chair. So many Christians, they believe that once I'm born again, you know, I just, I'll just i just have good time. I'll just have good time. No. The difference is that when you were not a Christian, you did not know of the existence of battles. But now that you're born again, your eyes are opened to see the reality of the realm of the Spirit. To see the reality of demons, the enemy of your soul, the enemy of your life who wants to destroy you. So it's very important for Christians to be real. I don't know about you. I don't want to live a life of pretense. Life is real and battles are real. We're not living in denial. We're not living in presumption. We're not living in a religion. We're living in the reality of life. If you look at Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2, Proverbs 26, verse 2. As the bird by wandering and the swallow by flying, so the curse, causeless, shall not come. So the curse came because of the fall, the betrayal of Adam and Eve against the word of God. The curse came because they did not fight their battle against the tempter. So whenever there are challenges, when there are tough times, difficult times in your life, in our lives, it is very important for us to identify the reason for the presence of evil. Identify the reason for the presence of evil. Identify the reason for the presence of attacks against you. They could be temptations to sin, anger and strife in your life. The attacks can come in the form of sickness, can come in the form of accidents, can come in the form of robbery, can come in the form of wars, can come in the form of the cravings of the flesh to destroy your health. So it's very important that we identify the reason for the attack of the devil and the reason for the presence of demons, the reason for demonic activities in our lives. There are two worlds that we need to know and be aware of. Your inner world and your outer world. You're living in two worlds simultaneously at the same time. The world on the inside, the internal world, the internal world, and the external world. Repentance is unto salvation that takes care of your inner world. Dominion is unto protection and expansion that takes care of your outer world. Sickness and sin, you need to look at your internal business. Whose voice are you listening to? It's very important for us Christians to identify the presence of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to praise, when it comes to worship, I don't just go by a strict format. When it comes to the preaching of God's Word, I don't go by a strict promise. Form it. I listen to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Ghost is the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the only power that can destroy every yoke and remove every burden. The Holy Spirit is the only power that can convict a sinner unto repentance. The Holy Spirit is the only power that can heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the lepers. Can we say amen? So it's so important that we don't turn our ears to the voice of what's around you, who is around you, and miss the leading of the Holy Spirit. The voice of conviction is the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will convict us of sin. The Holy Spirit will convict us of the presence of demons in our inner world. The voice of conviction is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it's so important for us to know that. Because with that conviction comes, the, un- comes the, uh, the uncovering of demonic activities in your life. With that conviction, demons are exposed. With that conviction, any darkness on the inside of you will be uncovered. Uncovered. Any demonic activities in the self-will, in the thoughts, in the emotions, they can come as a voice of defense. They can come as a voice of self-protection. But if you can uncover them by the Holy Spirit, you will see that they are demons seeking for your destruction. Usually, those areas of darkness would be patterns of worldly thinking, patterns of worldly operations. The Bible also calls it the traditions of men. So it's so important for us to be sensitive and attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit and not just go by a strict format and miss the Holy Spirit. Because it's not him following me, it's me following him. How many of you have got that? You need to know him in order to follow him. If you don't know him, you won't be able to follow him. It's so important. We need to understand that when you come to hear a sermon, when you're hearing the word of God preached, we're not putting a demand on you. The Holy Spirit is not trying to belittle you. It's not trying to demand you to do right. No. There is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is not a damning spirit. The devil is. The word of God comes to give us life. The word of God does not come to put pressure on us. And demand us to conform. The letter kills. But the spirit gives life. The spirit of religion will bully you. The spirit of religion will put you in bondage. Perfectionism is deadly because perfectionism will cause you to feel bad, not until you can do well. The Holy Spirit is not the spirit of perfectionism. Can we say amen? But the spirit of conviction will help us to be alert, will help us to make adjustments, to help us to make changes. So that we give no foothold to the enemy to come to attack us. Can we say amen? When the conviction comes, don't argue. Don't argue the spirit of conviction away. Don't, don't reason with the Holy Ghost convictions. Don't argue with the convictions of the Holy Spirit. And don't reason with the convictions of the Holy Spirit. Just now I said perfectionism is deadly. Perfectionism will cause you to fight instead of to yield to the Holy Ghost. Perfectionism will get you upset, will get you to work hard, to defend yourself, to prove yourself. Instead of opening your eyes to see with the Holy Spirit and to yield to the Holy Ghost. When I talk about the spirit of conviction, Don't just limit it to the conviction of sin. The spirit of conviction can help you to improve, can help you to change your mindset, can help you to adjust your feelings because God is in the business of promoting us. God wants us to go higher and higher. You have to reject that spirit of familiarity. Don't think that you've been a Christian for a long time and you know it. No, we haven't known it. We haven't even scratched The service. There is so much to know. In the book of Revelations, the angels were flying around the throne room of God. And what did they say? Glory. It's the spirit of discovery. Remember, David, he prayed, you know, help me so that I could behold wonders in your word. There's still so much to know. There's still so much to discover. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. Remember, the anointing comes in levels. Revelation comes in degree. Powers come by measure. So we need to go higher. Say with me, higher. Higher. One more time, higher. Higher. One more time, higher. higher. The more you know, the higher you go. The more you know. The higher you go. Praise the Lord. In the natural. We cannot live without appetite. If you don't have the appetite to eat. If you have lost the sense of thirst. That you don't want to drink. You will die. Isn't that right? How much more in the spirit. How much more in the spirit? Your spirit is more important than your body. Your body can be very healthy, but the minute your spirit departs, you drop dead. So get your priorities right. Don't exalt your body over your spirit. The order is spirit, soul, and body. Come on, say it with me. Spirit. Spirit. Soul and body. That's the order of importance. Hallelujah. And when the convictions hit you to get you to go higher or to stop you from harming yourself, don't look to someone else. Don't look to someone else of higher authority to explain away your convictions. If you're convicted because you didn't come to church, don't ring up your pastor and apologize. Don't give me your convictions. You have to take care of your own convictions. Can we say amen? Look to the Holy Ghost. Come on, say it with me. Look to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. When it comes to attacks, then it's kingdom business. When the devil is just attacking you with no reason, then you need to exercise your dominion and your authority. Repentance gets rid of the sin. Dominion gets rid of the devil. Say it with me. Repentance gets rid of my sin. Dominion gets rid of the devil. Make sure you know that. Go with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. Matthew five ten, Blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. So can Christians be attacked by devils? Absolutely. Even if you have not committed any sin, even if you have not done anything wrong, the devil would seek to attack you, to destroy you. Why? Because he's scared of your faith. But listen to this and continue to read. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus had already said, blessed. He did not say to be pitied. He did not say, woe are they who are persecuted. Did he say that? Did he say, woe are they? No, what did he say? Blessed. One more time. What did he say? Blessed. That means whenever you are persecuted, you are blessed. And then he continues to explain what's the blessing. For this is the kingdom of heaven, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the angels. They are all at your disposal. For this is the kingdom of heaven. Can we say amen? Amen. Remember, they were trying to throw Jesus down the cliff. Could they do that? They couldn't. Jesus walked away unharmed. They couldn't touch him. Not until the time for Jesus to lay down his own life. They didn't get Jesus. He said, I lay down my own life. He said, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to pick it up again. Do you want that? Do you want that? Lift up your hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't ever say that scares me to death. You have overcome death. You have overcome death. Why? Because you are a resurrected people. How many resurrected people do we have here? Amen. We are a resurrected people. Amen. So don't ever say that death will scare you. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Numbers 21. Numbers 21, verse 5. Let's look at this very important passage in the book of Numbers. Numbers 21. Every time when you come to the service, every time when you listen to a sermon, you are to be empowered. Every time. Not to be put down. Not to be bullied. If you feel like that, that's the devil lying to you. Every time the word of God empowers, the word of God empowers, the word of God empowers. Amen. Numbers 21, verse 5. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. What did they do? Come on, answer me. What did they do? What's that? The tongue. The tongue. The tongue. If you've been a Christian for so long, and you are still not convinced of the power of your tongue, please go to the Holy Ghost. (laughs) And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore, have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Changing good into evil in their perception? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathes this light bread. Now, don't be quick to judge them. Have you ever fasted? Have you ever fasted from both food and water? (gasps) Oh, I want food. The minute you see even a piece of biscuit. Oh, I want that biscuit, Lord. I just want that biscuit, please. Can I just have that biscuit? How many of us have experienced hunger and thirst? That's, that's an attack against the flesh. The flesh loves to eat. I mean, come on, honest, every one of us, have we felt that? What happened to our flesh? It wants to eat. Yes, to eat, and eat a more, and it's a more, and it's a more. I had a bit of a battle um, when I had the dinner yesterday. Whoa. But I was offered both a can of, uh, what's that? Fenta and a bottle of water. And the battle was raging in my mind. My flesh, my senses said, Fenta. Fenta. <laughs> my spirit said, water. <laughs> That's called the lust of the flesh. The cravings. The cravings. And that's why David, he said, my soul is like a wind child. The word of God has the power to win you from what is not good for you. Can we say amen? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And let's continue to read. Numbers 21 verse 7. 21 verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against you. So we have sinned. And we didn't take this lightly because now we are getting the results of our sin, the consequences of our sin. One thing about sin is that it keeps quiet until the consequences hit you. And that's why it's so important to listen to the conviction. I don't want to arrive at my, what's that called, um, downtime. I don't want to, to reap the harvest of my sin. I prefer to be warned. I prefer to be warned before I get to the last step of being punished. Would you like that? It's much better. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit. He will warn you from the traps and the snares of the devil. Amen. So they said, Now we are experiencing the consequences of our sin. We are being bitten by serpents. I've never been bitten by a serpent. I don't know. But that must be very, very painful. And they said, We knew why they had come because we had spoken against the Lord and we had spoken against you. We committed the sin of grumbling and complaining and gossip and all that. Pray unto the Lord that he takes away the serpents from us and Moses prayed for the people. Now let's look at verse 8. The key is that when you sin, don't hide. Don't go into hiding. Don't go into hiding. If you know and you know that you've done something wrong, bring it into the open. Guess who is in the hiding with you? The devil. Don't save your face and lose your life. Can we say amen? Amen. Christians, we are not in the face-saving business. Amen? Did you get me? It doesn't matter what people think about you. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think about you. It does matter what God thinks about me because he will help me. Can we say amen? Amen. amen. Don't try to gain people's popularity. That will take you to the devil. The fear of men and snares. Get rid of that. If you look at verse 8, The Lord said unto Moses, Make you a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looks upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld a serpent of brass, he lived. Who is this serpent of brass? Come on, tell me, church. Who is this? Jesus. Who is this? Jesus. Who is that? Jesus. I want you to focus on the word beheld. Beheld is the word in Hebrew, 'ah. ra'ah. Ra'ah means to gaze, to look at intently, to perceive, to take heed of. To have a vision, to discern, to distinguish. So what happened to those that were being bitten by serpents? They beheld. And when they were beholding the serpent, the Holy Spirit ministered to them. Because that serpent on the brazen pole connected them with Jesus their Messiah, who was still to come. And they became connected with Jesus. They beheld the goodness of God. They beheld how much God loved them. They beheld Jesus as their sin, as the sin bearer. They beheld the forgiveness of Jesus. They beheld the forgiveness of Jesus. They beheld the mercy of God. They beheld the heart of God. They beheld the loving, tender mercy of the Father and when that became a reality to them sickness left the sting of death left and they lived can we say amen so important it's never the will of god for us to be sick or to say or to stay sick never when you hear about sickness and disease there should be a holy anger that rise up on the inside of you to fight it Whenever I hear about sickness and disease, there's an anger rising up on the inside of me to fight the devil. Amen. It's never the will of God for us to be sick. Never. And that's why we should never embrace it. Never accept it. Your health and your healing, why do we call it kingdom divine health? Because your health and your healing, listen to me, church, it's important for the kingdom. It's important for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me, church, God does not want you to go to heaven early. He would rather that you go to heaven late. How many of you agree? How many of you agree? Lift up your hands. So don't be selfish. Don't be selfish and go to heaven early. (laughs) Don't be selfish and go to heaven early, okay? (laughs) You have works here to do. Especially if you are a mature, well-seasoned Christian especially if you have lived and you've brought up kids, you've brought up grandchildren, God needs you here on earth. God had been waiting, had been waiting. You were rebellious when you were a teenager. You were wild when you were a teenager. And God had been working hard on you to bring you home. And God had been working hard to educate you. God had been working hard to tame you. God had been working hard to give you the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me that God wants you to go to heaven. No! (laughs) Why? Because there are no demons in heaven for you to defeat. Isn't that true? And there are no souls in heaven for you to win. So why did he want you to go to heaven early? So prayer is not begging God. Prayer is knowing his will and getting it. God is never your enemy when it comes to sickness, the devil is. Don't beg God to heal you because he wants to heal you more than you know. But you do have to defeat the devil. You do have to unveil his deadly strategies. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. When we talk about Christianity, we're talking about kingdom business. Christianity is about the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just about coming to church on a Sunday. Christianity is talking about the rule and the reign, the governance of Jesus to rescue, to protect, to provide, and to expand. There's a lot of people out there that needs our help. There's a lot of people out there that needs the Word of God, that needs the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So it may take you some time to spread out the gospel. It may cost you some money to get the Word out. But it's what we are called to do. You are saved for such a time as this. You are saved for such a time as this. Come on, say with me. I am saved for such a time as this. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. To be saved is to be rescued from evil, to be translated from the domain of darkness. Don't tell me that darkness has no power. Go to the gangs and find out. They can threaten to kill you if you don't do things their way. Jesus called the devil the violent man. Sickness is violent, wars are violent, drugs are violent. Gangs are violent, strives are violent, hate is violent, anger is violent. So there is a domain of darkness that seeks to threaten, to scare, and to destroy people. But the word of God says, greater is he who is in me than he. That is in the world. Christians, you must have a sense of victory, a consciousness of victory. Whenever you see the cross, you see victory. Whenever you see the cross, you see victory. Whenever you read the Bible, you see victory. Whenever you behold yourself in the mirror, you see victory. Can we say amen? Come on, say it with me victory, victory, victory. victory. Amen. Glory be to God. Why? Because you have changed your lordship. The devil is no longer your lord. He's not your lord. The minute you, you, the minute you leave his gang, the minute Jesus saved and rescues you from the kingdom of darkness, you are released from his lordship. Jesus is now your lord. Lord. And let me ask you, who is greater, the devil or Jesus? Jesus? One more time, who is greater, the devil or Jesus? Jesus. is so important for us to know. Well, somebody asked me, isn't it all about eternity, you know, just eternity? No, 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 no. Eternity has a part to play. But how many of us know that a big part of our life, as far as spiritual battles are concerned, is on the earth? big part of your life. As far as what you can do for God is concerned, where is that? On the earth. In the world. Isn't that right? Don't be selfish and just want to go to heaven and just, you oh, know, doing nothing. Somebody thought that just going to heaven is just floating in the air. <laughs> no, no, no. You're living in the world. And that's where the battles are for souls, for mental health, for truth and clarity for the next generation, for health and healing, for sustenance and provision, for relationships, for your well-being, for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? Come on, say with me, I'm not selfish. Say with me, I'm not self-centered. I'm a servant. I'm a servant. Amen. Hallelujah. Knowing the will of God is vital. Now, don't be a Christian only taking care of me and my four and no more. Just me and my kids, my family, my grandchildren. That's it. No, your world should be much bigger than that. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. Come on. Say with me, I'm expanding my world. I'm expanding my world. I'm drawing a bigger circle. I want more people. More people to influence, to affect, to impact for Jesus, for Jesus. Amen. How can one pray if one does not know the will of God? How can we serve God if we don't know his will? The Bible says that in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people are destroyed. For lack of knowledge And sometimes we know But we only know a little bit Sometimes we say Yes, I serve you But half-heartedly Sometimes we say Yes, God, I want to follow you But I'm not clear And sometimes we say Yes, the promise of God But then another minute In the next minute We doubt And we waver Isn't that right? It's so important for us to be convinced of the will of God and not to be full of self, not to be full of opinions and not to be full of men's noises. Can we say amen? I'm talking about your inner world, your inner world. A Christian soldier can never win his battle, not knowing what his orders are from the commander in chief. A soldier can never win his battle if he's not connected to the headquarter. Can we say amen? A soldier can never win his battles if he does not know who his enemies are. If he's not equipped with knowledge, if he's not equipped with, bat- uh, equipped with weapons. It's so important for us to be connected to where? To the headquarter. Come on, say with me, the headquarter. We must be connected to the headquarter and not hear the voice of the traitor. Satan. We must not tune into the voice of the traitor. We must tune into the voice of Jesus. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because the traitor will get you into self-harm and harming your comrades. Don't mistake Biblical meekness and humbleness with self-abasement and self-doubt and inferiority. God is not in the business of bullying you, putting you down, causing you to think little about yourself, causing you to think bad about yourself. That's the devil. Well, you ask me, Pastor Dora, isn't that pride for me to think good about myself? That is not pride. God wants you to think good about yourself. Why? Because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. When I, th- when I talk about thinking good about yourself, you are never by yourself without Christ. You're never by yourself without the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? When I say hello to you, I'm saying hello to you together with the Holy Spirit in me. Never apart. Can we say amen? amen? Can you lift up your hands with me and say the Holy Spirit is in me? Never to leave me. Never to leave me. Where's the Holy Ghost? In you. What are we talking about? We're talking about the sanctity of your inner world. Repentance takes care of your inner world. Dominion takes care of your external world. Amen. Let's talk about divine health. Another word for it is longevity. Longevity. Before I got saved, my mom, you know, who was a Buddhist, she used to tell me that I would live a long life because my nose is big enough. (laughs) Or my yellow is thick enough (laughs) Out of that, you know, superstition But with the word of God, we don't get into superstition We get into the truth So when we talk about longevity When we talk about divine health When we talk about healing We need to look to the word of God Proverbs chapter 3 verse 2 Proverbs chapter 3 verse 2 for length of days and long life and peace shall they, shall they, add. Highlight the word "add" to you. Deuteronomy chapter five, verse sixteen: Your days may be. Deuteronomy five sixteen, your days may be. One more time, prolonged, prolonged. Deuteronomy six two. Deuteronomy 6.2 Deuteronomy 6.2 I need you to be quick with me. Deuteronomy 6.2 so that your days the last line your days may be so how long do you live is it up to God or is it up to you come on answer me how long can you live is it up to you or up to God Up to you. What did the apostle Paul, what did he say? He said it's much better to be with the Lord to go to heaven. But I would rather stay because I know that I can benefit you. His choice. Remember the king who turned his face to the war and repented and asked God to give him more years. Was his prayer granted? Yes. Yes. To so get rid of all the religious junk, okay? So don't don't pray those religious prayers. Oh God, whatever you want. You and I know very well that it's not whatever God wants, it's whatever you want. Come on. You look so holy. Come <laughs> here, when it comes to our life, when it comes to how we manage our life, you and I know that it's not what God whatever God wants is whatever you want. God may get a little bit, you know. After you've struggled and struggled, get a little bit of your consent. But for the majority of our time, it's whatever we want. Yes, Lord, I know that you want me to fast, but I choose. God, I know that I need to spend time with you in prayer, but it's my choice. Don't play this passive game with God because you are not made to be passive. It's never the will of God for you to be passive. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Choice is a very important word in the Bible. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I take the responsibility to make good choices, right choices. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, let's look at 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 14. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 14. I will lengthen your days. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 14. I will lengthen your days. Do you want to help your children still? Do you want to help your grandchildren? Do you want to help in the church? Do you still want to win souls? So I choose to live longer. I choose to live long i choose to live longer to serve the lord if you look at proverbs chapter 9 verse 11 proverbs chapter 9 verse 11 for by me your days shall be multiplied and the years of your life shall be increased Amen. Hallelujah. So longevity is one of the rewards from God for a life that wants to serve God, a life that wants to be actively obedient to the commission. Amen. A satisfying, long life, not a weak, selfish, sick, and poor life. Can we say amen? Lift up your hands with me and say, God wants me to live long to live healthy to live strong to live active to serve him and serve the people around me amen hallelujah if you look at Joshua chapter 14 verse 11 this is Caleb Joshua 14:11 what did he say i want you to listen to his voice there is something about what you say that tells what's on the inside of you If you listen to Caleb, he said, As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For war, both to go out and to come in. Listen to this man. He did not sound weak, did he? Not at all. He didn't sound weak. He's strong. Your voice is your spirit talking. 85. Caleb was 85 when he said this. Amen. Listen to me. The revelation that we get from here is that old age, chronological old age, does not equal to weakness and decay. Don't let the people around you convince you of that. Don't let your children and your grandchildren convince you of that. A chronological old age is not deterioration, not deterioration, not decay, but putting on more and more of the new man. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Psalm 91 verse 16, with Long life Will I satisfy him And show him My salvation Health and healing is in the salvation We're not living as a victim Nor a dying man We're living as a victor A winner And an eternal man Can we say amen Amen Can I lift up your hands with me I'm a winner And I'm an eternal person Hallelujah I want you to listen to the voice of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The voice of Paul. What did he say? What did he say? The Lord always causes us, always causes us to triumph in Christ. He doesn't, he doesn't sound apologetic. He doesn't sound weak. He doesn't sound defeated. He's not the sick and aging poor as the religion would portray him to be. No, he said, always causing us to triumph in Christ. Wow. Amen. God's purpose for his people has never changed. Your feelings may change, situation may change, but what the thoughts of God are towards you, they never change. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I know that we have read the scripture many, many times before. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I'm talking about your worth as a person, I'm talking about your value as a person. You don't ever have to prove yourself, you don't ever have to gain popularity, you don't ever have to beg for, repro- uh, uh, beg for approval. If you look at Genesis chapter one, verse 26, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Who's talking, who is talking God, does God want us to be like him? Does he want us to be like him? Are you sure you don't have to beg him to be like him? No, that's his will. Let us make men in our image and after our likeness. The word image is the Hebrew word talem. Talem means the same in appearance. The same in appearance. That's why you look so good. Only one amen? That's why you look so good. How many of you think that you look a lot better than a gorilla? How many of you think that you look better than a monkey? Come on, say it with me, I look, I look good you're made in the image of god it 's foolish to compare don 't compare with the worldly celebrity no you're made in the image of god that 's the word tell illustration, illustration, and the word likeness is the Hebrew word demut. Which means manner, the way you operate, the way you function. So you are the same like God in your appearance. And you are the same like God in the way you function, in the way you live. What an honor. Isn't that good? Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. So good. It's so good. Amen. And the next word that I want you to highlight and pay attention is the word rada. The word dominion. And let them have dominion. That's the word rada in Hebrew. It means to subdue. It means to take over. It means to take charge. It means to be in charge. It means to have authority. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That word dominion appeared how many times? Three times. Let them have dominion. Genesis 1.26 And Genesis 1, verse 28. Can we look at verse 28? Verse 28. Have dominion. Before that, and subdue it and have dominion. Subdue it and have dominion. So within one chapter, within three verses, the word dominion, three times mentioned in your Bible. Why do we need to take dominion if we were already in heaven? No, we're not in heaven. And remember, these scriptures were given to whom? To Adam, to Eve. Why did they need dominion if they were already living in heaven? They were not living in heaven. They were living in paradise. And who was in the paradise? Come on, tell me. The serpent, Satan. Why did they fall? Because they did not listen to this. It's in their heart already. God had already put his will in their hearts to take dominion, to take off already. And that's why Adam was doing whatever he was doing, taking charge of the land of paradise. That's why Eve was there with him. They knew, they knew God's voice. They knew God's presence, but what happened? They were tempted. Why were they tempted? Because they did not fight. Because they did not resist. Temptation would try to creep into your life and talk to you and get you to do and to think and to feel what you should not be if you would allow it. Eve engaged in a conversation. Adam was standing there right next to his wife and listening. And letting the devil deceive his wife. Yielding to the tempter instead of fighting and taking dominion over the tempter. That's why they fell. What happened to Lucifer? Why did he fall? He was the the leading cherub in heaven. A beautiful angel. He was entertaining that voice of pride. Entertaining that voice of pride. Entertaining that lust for power. The lust for popularity. Remember how he lusted for people to worship him. He said, if you would bow down and worship me, right? Demons love to be worshipped. If you're always after people, you want people to like you, to love you, you want to be popular, that's the enemy talking to you. What do you do? Fight him subdue, take authority, take dominion. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, you say to me, but pastor Dora, we're in church. Are there devils in church? Oh, absolutely. Where, where was, uh, what's his name? Who betrayed Jesus? Judah. Where was he? Right in the company of Jesus. That's why you must reign and you must fight. A Christian is a resident and a warrior and a soldier. Amen. All at the same time. Can we say amen? How many even Christians that we know, they leave the fight against sickness and disease to the doctors and specialists? And they play the role of a victim. How many Christians that we know, they leave the fight Against divorce and broken homes to the lawyers, to the counselors, the psychiatrists. How many even Christians that we know leave the fight against poverty to Centrelink? (laughs) How many people that we know leave the fight for our children, for their wholeness to the school, to the teachers, to the principals, to the counselors, to the youth workers. Don't leave your fight against the devil to the devil himself, nor to the world. Can we say amen? How do I fight? Pray. Attack him with the word of God. Use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Use the shield of faith to extinguish All the flaming darts of the wicked. Use the helmet of your salvation to protect your thoughts, your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Rise up and be counted. Say to the person next to you, rise up and be counted. Don't retire from God. There's no retirement as far as the kingdom is concerned. Rise up. Rise up. The life is yours. Amen. Take up your God-given weapons and fight the good fight of faith. Take dominion. Fight the bully. Subdue. Have dominion. Tread on serpents and scorpions. Who is the captain of the host? Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are willing to stand together with the Lord? Stand right now. If you're willing to stand with him and fight. All the battles of life stand up right now with me. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time for the church to take up responsibility. Amen. God fights for those who would fight. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. How many of you know that in the Bible, there's a curse on those who would not fight for the Lord. There's a curse on those that would not fight for God. But we fight. We must fight for the Lord. How many of you know that if your nation goes down, so go down your life? If the whole of Australia goes down, so also our lives will go. Why? Because this is where you live. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is where we live. It is so important that we be kingdom fighters. Amen. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, what happened? The Lord will raise his standard against him. Don't misunderstand that scripture. It doesn't mean that we'll just, you know, just sit down and lie down and God will raise his standard. The word standard means God will put his people on the wall, sounding the trumpet. God will put his people on the wall, keeping a watch over the enemy. God will send his soldiers out to fight Amen. There is no passivity at all as far as the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is concerned. Even when it comes to sickness and disease, what are the doctors fighting? What are the doctors doing? They're fighting for your health. All the vaccination, radiation, whatever is fighting what? Fighting, fighting the virus. Fighting the sickness. Killing The dead, the cancer cells. So don't leave the job to just them. You need to fight too. Fight for the soundness of your mind. Fight for your emotions to stay strong and holy. Fight for your will to be strong in the Lord. Fight for your spirit to be strong. Because a strong spirit will heal your body. There is an order, spirit, soul, and body. Your strong spirit will cause your mind to be stable will cause your thoughts to be righteous and beneficial to you and your emotions to be constructive and beneficial, profitable for you. Amen. And your soul then will also influence your body, your body, all the hormones or whatever, everything that is in your body will go well and to do well and your body will recover itself. Your body will be restored. I finish with this story. Kennedy Hagan, we all know that man, Kennedy Hagan. He was lying in his bed, dying. He was paralyzed. He couldn't do nothing. Couldn't move his body. He was there. He was there. And then he started reading his Bible with the Holy Ghost. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And the Word of God at that time At that time, he wasn't even spirit-filled. At that time, he only had the Word. And then he continued in the Word. He continued to receive revelation from the Holy Spirit. He continued to meditate on the Word of God. He continued to confess the Word. He continued to act on the Word. And he was completely healed. His body recovered little by little. He was able to move his leg just one part of his body. And then one part become two parts, two parts become three parts, three parts become four parts, and then he was moving. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. I want to finish with this and leave you with this. Don't confuse a miracle with healing. A miracle is instantaneous, coming by the gift of healing, coming by the anointing. That's why it's so important to worship. A miracle comes supernaturally, instantaneously, and everybody can see it because it's spectacular, it's powerful, it comes from heaven. That's a miracle. Healing can happen progressively, healing can happen gradually, healing can happen through a natural course of event, but it escalates the speed of the recovery. So God has given us both miracles and healing. Amen. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk about the ways of healing. The ways of healing. The ways to have healings and the way to have miracles. Amen. So God has provided for us to be healthy and to stay strong. Amen. Don't ever doubt that. You're much greater than any sickness. You're much greater than any demons. And don't have ever entertain the thought that you can have accidents. No. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. No accidents in your life. Don't ever believe it. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Father, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you for your victory in our life. Thank you, Jesus. You are the victor. You are the captain of the host. Hallelujah. And we live our lives unto you. And we see our lives beautiful, precious, important. Every one of us is important. There is not even one person who is not important or insignificant. Everyone is important. Amen. If you're here this morning... And you don't know Jesus. And if you have not tapped into his provision. You don't know him. I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. you. If you don't know Jesus. You have not asked him to come into your life as your savior. I want to give you this time. To lift up your hands and say Jesus. Come into my life. Make this choice. Remember the choice is yours. God responds to your choices. Anyone here? Anyone here? I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray this prayer together from your heart. Say, Father God, I thank you that you're my creator. You're my father. You love me. You love me so much that you gave me Jesus so I can live well in this life. On this earth. In the world. Jesus, I receive from you the gift of salvation. The gift of redemption. Jesus, I call you my Lord. I call you my Redeemer. I receive from you this eternal life that you died to give to me. From today on, I am a child of God. I am a Christian. I have eternal life in me. Holy Spirit, I invite you. Come on the inside of me. Live in me. Direct me. Counsel me. Lead me. Guide me. Empower me. From this day on, I live my life. A good life. A profitable life. Unto my Lord. Unto my Savior. Jesus Christ. Everybody say, Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. Can I have the musicians on stage, please? Can I ask you to join me in this song? Uh, what's the song? Faith. That's right. Faith. Can I ask the musicians and singers to come? And can I ask you all to sing with me? If you need some room, make some room for yourself to dance. To dance. Yes. Come on. Move your body. Move your body. Praise God. Hallelujah. When we worship, we offer our body to the Lord as well for him to bless our bodies. Praise God. To empower our bodies. Amen. Hallelujah. Say with me, my body is for good. For health. For good works. For service. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.